we have a new episode coming up in three, two, one. I know you're going to dig this. Zone Club, where we have conversations that are designed to push you from walking in potential to fulfilling your purpose and introducing, introducing, introducing our host, Anthony Mitchell. So before we get too far in today's episode, I do have to pause for a second so that we can get a quick advertisement in from some people who support us here at the End Zone Club podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Andre Truitt, representative for Just Gifted Clothing Brand. If you have individual talent of any kind, we are talking to you. Join this clothing brand that has built a community of people that encourages others to use their gifts and talents. Man, we are the fastest growing brand that you haven't heard of yet. To find out what we're really about, just go to JustGiftedClothingBrand.com. Let me spell that out for you. J-U-S-T. G-I-F-T-E-D clothingbrand.com. One more time for you. J-U-S-G-I-F-T-E-D clothingbrand.com. Talent in any way, you're just gifted. All right, now that we have heard from our sponsors and we are back, I gotta say good morning, evening, or afternoon, wherever Wherever you're listening from, whatever time zone you're in, thank you for coming by. Thank you for stopping by and enjoying today's content with us. We're here at the End Zone Club. If you are not a guest, you know that we have conversations that are wrapped around things we know now that we wish we knew we were younger. I promise you guys, coming back from Scotland, it feels like I came back to the world being on fire. This is what I'm getting ready to talk about real quickly. It's a segue. It's not going to be the brunt of today's conversation, but because the affirmative action rulings were such a monumental turn in American history, I, I can't just let this moment pass by without touching on it. Simply because I think I should dedicate a whole show just to the um, the workings of how affirmative action actually worked versus the misconception I think that people have. Here in this country, of course, we are all very well versed in the dark portions of its history as well as things that have happened to classes and groups of people that have not been fair just or right. That's just where I'm going to leave it. One of the side notes of these dark times and periods is that as a country, we have tried to self-correct 
by allowing for certain legislations and laws to be passed so that everybody is given a fair, equal, and equitable opportunity to enjoy their piece of the American pie. And one such ruling that was supposed to provide those type of protections was affirmative action. Now, on one hand, I think people begin to look at affirmative action as just a token and a give-me to, to people of color, black folk. And they saw that as just basically a, a, a give-me. And they begin to feel as though there were a lot of undeserving people that were being just given this merit of college and uh, the opportunity to go to school based on the color of their skin and not the merit of their education. One day we'll talk about that because that's a misnomer. That's not really how that worked. And I promise you, the flip side of the affirmative action ruling is that it highlights even right now a very partial mindset that's in this country because well, nobody's talking about the whole legacies. What do you mean about legacies? As many of you guys know, if I were to go to XYZ University and years down the road, maybe this is a prestigious school. Maybe this is a school that has very strict admission processes. My kid is given preferential treatment just based on that. So under that guise, that allows... Okay, we'll get into that. But again, I just wanted to set the tone because coming back from Scotland, everybody's on Facebook posting memes from both sides of the conversation. And I missed that whole, the whole voting, the act or whatever. So I'm coming back kind of behind the gun, so to speak, because I don't know what's going on. So now I'm having to do a little bit of research jump and find out and then I found out of course that affirmative action and the schools was taken away and um, just me knowing how these things begin to work it's like having a hanging string on a shirt I don't know if you guys have, have ever had that whole misnomer or this thought that if I pull that string this whole shirt will begin to unravel that's how a lot of us are looking at this affirmative action as a man that has been very ambitious, that has had a sense of wanting to accomplish much in life, I do have to be honest for a moment because I kind of stand on the backs of affirmative action. I know for a fact, no matter how smart I was in high school, no matter how high my IQ was, no matter how well I did on the ASVAB, which I did okay, did higher than an 80, you can hire it in 83, you can hire it in 85, if you're getting where I'm going, I can keep going there, but I mean, I did well by those standards, qualified for every job the military had to offer, um, most of the schools I applied for, just on the basis of my academic prowess and abilities, I was qualified on my ACT, I scored high enough to be admitted into any college in high school. This is not a boast to brag. This is not a flex. This is just this reality that I qualify. However, with all of that being said, a man that was well decorated in college through the various 
student organizations and clubs and accomplishments that I had, you would think that naturally coming out of high school into college and out of college into the workforce, all that I was able to accumulate that I would be a very high draft pick, so to speak. But I wasn't. There were many opportunities that I was afforded that was only given to me on the strength of affirmative action. That's basically saying, hey, you have to hire a person of diversity in there. So because of these experiences, which again, we'll probably dedicate a whole episode, because I want to have people from different sides of the fence talking about it and, and us coming to an equitable understanding of how monumental this decision is because you can't talk about hot topics just in your own community and you guys my guys those guys us guys we guys that share a commonality and thought process we can't just talk amongst ourselves and basically we're saying all things to each other that are reaffirming how we feel and we're missing key information of how this has actually affected people that look like myself, yourself, hisself, herself, theirselves, and, and missing missing the ball. And I think we gotta talk about it. So because I have been the recipient of affirmative action, because diversity has an equal opportunity, has opened the doors for me to be able to stand in some of the positions that I stand in currently today. This segues me into the topic that I do want to talk about with my listeners, and that's being very intentional with your words. I think I talked about this a couple of episodes ago, or maybe a couple of seasons ago, but I always encourage young people, especially, this goes for us all. Make sure you take every day and treat it like an interview. Make sure you take conversations with people, especially people that are able to help you to be better and use it as a moment to make yourself better. I I had an experience once upon a time, maybe many upon a time. <laughs> and I was coming to a place where I had a lot of friends. I was going to visit a city I had a lot of friends, so before I got there, I sent the text out in a group chat. Hey, y'all, I'm coming to town, this, that, and the third. Nobody in the group chat responded, oh, hey, you gonna be in my city? Let's have lunch while you're here. Like, nobody did that. Nobody basically acknowledged the fact that I was coming to town, and in my emotions, I'm like... I'm looking at this situation. Well, hold a second. Now we do all this talking and all this stuff together. And now I'm coming to town and you know what I mean? And there's a slight disconnect. Instead of me being, being um, very clear with some people like, hey, specifically you, let's catch up and have lunch. I kind of headed to the fact that I was coming and I assumed that because I put these inclinations, these feelings, these feelers out that people were automatically going to assume what I was thinking. 
I have to be, you know, typically, I know we like to look at life as being black and white, but there are gray areas. Now, could some somebody have taken initiative? Very much so. But sometimes, maybe nobody in the group thought about the reason I was coming. Some people maybe thought, okay, he's coming for family reasons. I hate to interrupt him or bother him while he's here on a family trip and demand time. Because, of course, many of us do go on vacation to be able to spend more time with my family. Now, at the moment, me just thinking in terms of how I'm thinking, I'm like, man, don't none of these guys this or none of these people that. And I see this a lot. There's a lot of people that will talk to you in code. They'll talk, they'll give you hints and expect you to put on your, you know, what I'm saying, your Carmen San Diego hat and figure it out. But one effective communication tool for highly successful people is they don't leave conversation to chance. They don't leave their words open to double meaning. They're very specific about what they say. That way, there's not wiggle room for misunderstanding. You, have you guys ever seen the I, I know in a lot of relationships, a lot of people have said, that they feel like they don't know what their spouses are thinking or really what they mean. They say one thing, they mean another. This is <laughs> this is case in point. I've heard a lot of men say this. They're hungry, they want to go out to eat, so they ask their wives, hey, hey babe, what do you what do you want to eat for lunch? What do you want for dinner? What do you want for breakfast? Y'all already know how this goes. Married men, <laughs> engaged guys. Guys with girlfriends, they, they, they're already knowing when this is going. But instead of being able to make a clear decision or a clear choice, it's like, I don't know. So then there's always that back and forth conversation about what would you like to eat here? No, I don't think I want that. What about here? I don't think I want that either. How many of y'all have ever experienced that? Raise your hands, even though I can't say yeah. But let me know that you can feel what I'm saying because sometimes in our communication, we'll say one thing, but sometimes there's a lot more meat on the bone as far as the context of what we're saying. I see this a lot even in terms of what we do community-wise. I'll have people that I, I like to say they big time, right? I've had people that have offered to do things for me in front of other people. Let that sink in for a minute. I've had people, for example, as many of you guys know that listen faithfully to this podcast, you guys know that we are very, very, very action-driven, meaning we're in our community very often doing a lot of things. Just as a quick rundown for those who don't know, uh, summertime for us is where we get a lot of ground in the community working with kids, my wife and I, as well as what we do with our church and various organizations. We host a lot of different things specifically for kids which are affordable. And when I mean affordable, they're free. And these are outlets and opportunities that we bring to our communities that are supposed to expose our kids to a greater sense of community. So we'll bring in, for example, in the month of June, we'll do a free football camp. And this football camp has partnered with several NFL, PA, 
alumni association chapters throughout the United States that we get former athletes that come in and they train our kids football. It's free. It's a free three-hour clinic. Uh, also with baseball, we're getting ready to host a baseball camp in two weeks. We'll be teaching the fundamentals, baby. Teaching these kids how to run, throw, hit. You guys know where I'm coming from. We dance camps. Uh, we're getting ready to, to formulate an art camp. Knock on wood next year. That's going to teach the kids art from a traditional standpoint, as well as moving now into the digital, the digital sphere. We're doing that. So with that said, a lot of times there are people that see what we're doing. They see our momentum, especially when, you know, you have a crowd of 100 plus kids and they'll do what I call big time. Hey, man, and that is major what you're doing. I'm telling you, call on me, do this, do that. And then I call on them. <laughs> and it never seems to, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't transpose into them actually doing what they say. And sometimes that's one of those things that it's like, hey, if you wanted to, me to invite you from the beginning and this is what this is really all about, or maybe if you needed, had a need to feel important or special, just say that from the beginning. Don't lead me along this path of waiting for you to do that or do what you say and you never really meant to. You're operating emotionally. And that's one of the hardest parts of ministry is every year there are so many people that always tell me next year next year next year i'm with you people come out and in the heat of the moment you can see the hard work you can see all of the the rocks that we've had to turn upside down to crowdfund and raise the money to make all of these things possible because a free outlet for the kids is not a free moment in history like there are so many cogs and wheels that are turning towards getting things going and getting them up and moving and making them operationally functional on their own so much behind the scenes that people don't see so when you get pieces of the cog that insert themselves and they say things that they're going to do and don't do it again that's just one part of it but it happens a lot so because we see this often i do say hey be intentional with your word something my dad used to always teach me and it's something i am myself trying to do a better job at right but that's saying what you mean meaning what you say and say it in a way that leaves no wiggle room for misinterpretation. If I'm coming to your home, eight o'clock Saturday morning, Central Standard Time, be sure I'm not talking about the eight at night. Is that a good example? If I tell you I'm going to do something, be a man of your word, be on that principle, do that. That applies for us all. And young people, I'm telling you, I, I, I'm telling you this for a reason because I feel like there are many of you that are going to move up through the runs of life that are going to put in the necessary work to position yourself to be seen by influential people some of the most influential people that you can have placed in your life are people that will be consistent supporters of your brand those are people that you can count on to be there there are some people I've been in 
can I say Walmart? But okay, certain you know there are certain stores we shop at, and sometimes like if I, I've been out of town per se, and I find you know a store in my community where I'm staying at, maybe military obligations, maybe you're out in Panama City Beach, Florida, right? Maybe you're out in La Jolla, California. Maybe you're in Fairborn, Virginia. You don't know the area much, so you jump on Google Maps, you look for a store that can kind of provide everything you're looking for, and you go there every day. Hey, washing powder, I gotta wash these clothes. Hey, I need some a snack, something to fill the refrigerator up with some water. Man, I left my deodorant at home, forgot to pack it for the trip. Let me run to one of these places. So you find a place that, you know, it's convenient, it works for you, and you go there every day, and I kid you not, there's always certain people you will see in certain stores every day around the same time because they are faithful. On my hand, I'm doing the same thing, and they're probably looking at me not knowing my story, just watching me in passing. So didn't I just see that guy yesterday? Man, I can swear I saw that guy two days in a row. That's what happens. Those are people that believe in the product that's being sold at that store, so they consistently come back to get what they need. Do you know why they keep coming back? Chances are what they're looking for can be found at this place. So therefore, met my needs today. I'm assuming if I come back tomorrow and meet it again, now we're building this report that I can trust you, that I can depend on you, and that you got what I need. Well, life is that same way. We've all been to places that have advertised big sales and you get there for the big sale and like, man, we sold out three days ago. And I'm like, well, why do you still have the banner, the flag up? Because you're drawing people in on this principle that this is what I have to offer. And in reality, you got nothing for me. So as God is positioning your lives in front of these influential people who are believing that you will consistently provide what they need, I promise you, make sure you don't fall along the lines of being charismatic versus just being able to just to deliver and provide. I promise you, the more I deal with charismatic people, the more I realize that we sometimes, here in America, we fall in this trap. And we fall in this trap where the more charismatic people are, the more we will kind of look around what they are. I had a young, a young minister share with me one time that as we all know, all of us have faults and failures in our lives. But this person was caught in a very compromised situation. And um, because the individual was gifted, it was kind of swept under the rug. Nobody kind of just talked to them about the matter at hand, which is what they were caught in, and said, hey, man, I understand you're gifted as a minister. You sing, preach do all of these things but how about this fact that you're not really a man of your word nothing that you say you ever do or maybe the fact that every time you come around people know that you have a hidden agenda there's a lot of that's that's going to go on so sometimes you're going to be in rooms with people who are very charismatic who attract all the attention and that have all lights and eyes on them just don't have to be that person to think you have to be the most charismatic 
saying whatever has to be said to get ahead in order to get ahead. Because at the end of the day, our words are like currency in the bank. As we speak them, as we use them, they're either going to build up positive goodwill on our behalf or negatively, they're going to be the very things that uh, people use and can to, uh, to really castigate our character and our integrity. It's a very true, it's a very true statement. So just be, just be a person of your words, but be intentional of your words. Don't drop hands. Stick to the point. I know sometimes also one of the um, unfortunate caveats of these kind of conversations are we like to assume that every day, every conversation that we are going to have with individuals are going to be great conversations. Sometimes there are hard conversations. Me being a sports fan, I watch training camp videos and highlights and hard knocks, those kind of shows. And if you ever watch training camp, you'll see that you kind of sometimes will find the underdog in every story and you'll root for them. And I promise you, these training camps, they're never short of underdog stories. You know, you're going to have sometimes those guys that maybe had a dream to play football, and for whatever reason, it didn't pan out after college. Maybe they went and got a regular job, right? Got a regular job. Maybe they're bagging groceries. Maybe they're selling shoes or whatever. And customer comes in that, that remembers them and is like, hey, man, I think you should go try out. Or it just always happens chance gets them back from that moment of being away from the game and, and building that love back even more or appreciating the time they spent and then they're always in this training camp and you're watching these guys that are battling for you know said positions and very few positions at that and you're watching these things and it's it's cathartic as they get to that final moment of knowing whether or not they're going to make the team sometimes coaches call them in or calling other people from the team and they have these conversations hey Hey man, I think I think you're a talented individual. I think you have a very great skill set. However, right now as a team, we're looking for a need in a, in a different area. I had a friend several years ago that shared the same sentiments with me. They tried out for the Atlanta Falcons. Phenomenal. One of the best talents that was at training camp at the time did their thing got down to the final final cuts and the coach personally wants to talk to him and he's like man I gotta be honest I think you have a future in this NFL phenomenal safety however we were holding these tryouts because we needed a linebacker That one experience, excuse me guys, that one experience was a, was very eye-opening to him about how things work. Maybe had he known that communication up front, he would have probably went and tried out with another team and have had an opportunity to have done well. But because it wasn't had, of course it left him feeling a certain kind of way, but that's one of these portions of life. Sometimes there are hard conversations to have with great people. 
but the way we have them sometimes, I guess, determines on how it's received. But, I mean, he walked away with a lot of respect for the coach because the coach himself wanted to tell him that he was a valuable player not to let this one moment in your time stop you from going after your dream of playing in the NFL because you are truly an NFL player. But we have a very great guy at safety that understands the system, has been on, has a contract, and is providing leadership to some of the younger guys behind. That's how this works. So I wanted to say, if there's ever a note that you write down on a sticky pad and stick it on your wall, it's let's be intentional with our words, with our actions, with our deeds. So with that said, this is another edition of the End Zone Club where I need you to do me a favor, like, share, rate, subscribe to this content. If you are able, financially support the brand. Every little bit that you donate helps and it goes a long way towards helping us to provide community engagement that we have. With that said, this is your host, Southern Yankee. 